0: Hi everyone, welcome to this podcast from Cambridge Health Tech Institute for the Engineering Bispecific Antibodies Track at PEGS, which runs May 8th and 9th in Boston. I'm Christina Lingham, the Director for the PEGS Conference. We have with us today one of our speakers from the conference, Robert Mabry, who is Associate Director of Antibody Discovery and Bispecific Engineering at ADMEP, LLC. Robert will be giving a talk in May on novel engineering solutions to the common light chain problem, give rise to potent bispecifics with favorable developability profiles. Robert, thank you for joining us.
1: Well, thank you for the invitation. I'm happy to be here.
0: Great. So uh, what are some of the common issues with engineering bispecific antibodies that you were trying to address at Atomab?
1: Well, historically, bispecific antibodies have been generated downstream of the monoclonal antibody discovery and optimization process. And while individual antibodies may possess ideal functional and biophysical properties as monospecific entities, these properties are generally not maintained when generating biospecifics. So what we frequently observe is loss in affinity or a reduction in expression, propensity for aggregation. These are issues that are very difficult to overcome with traditional methods. So for the most part, this cut and paste strategy has not been successful. And a more sophisticated approach is needed to identify better bispecifics that can maintain the optimal CMC properties inherent to monoclonal antibodies that perform well in the clinic. So what has been missing in the field is a platform that can generate large diversities of bispecifics rather than monoclonal antibodies or fragments thereof that um, permit the selection of bispecifics with optimal properties that benchmark well against validated monoclonal antibodies. So this has been the main challenge for the bispecific field for the last 20 years, a platform that will churn out well-behaved bispecifics that possess both the preferred functionality and developability properties that translate to favorable CMC profiles downstream.
0: Great. Well, can you describe some of the new engineering solutions that you have come up with?
1: Well, looking at these issues that I just raised, at Atomab, we address these issues head-on. We've developed a platform that is amenable to discovery and optimization of biospecifics in the final therapeutic format. So we've solved these issues in a way that is similar for what we've done for monoclonal antibody engineering, creating large diversities that we interrogate in a sophisticated manner to identify lead candidates that possess the affinity, potency, stability, expression, and the overall preferred profile for each therapeutic program. So just to give you a little bit more detail on what is involved here, our platform is amenable to the generation of large libraries on the streets of yeast, but for different biospecific formats. So we can apply this strategy to any biospecific format using either constructs that we developed at Atomab or constructs our partner is bringing to us that they're suffering from some issues or constructs that are out there in the public domain. So, for each format, we generate large bispecific libraries. These are somewhat unprecedented diversities, greater than 10 to the 8th. And we select for bispecifics uh, as opposed to a downstream cut-and-paste method of mending two antibodies together. So, what we're doing is trying to capitalize on directed evolution of bi-specifics, creating diversities and selecting for optimal clones. And essentially, what we're trying to do is mimic what nature does for monoclonal antibody generation. Yet we've generated our own novel method to select for biospecifics in the final format to achieve molecules that cannot be generated by nature. So, And what we've seen so far is that this innovative protein engineering approach solves issues related to biospecifics that aren't predicted a priori, solving problems by creating diversities to evolve biospecifics that match with what we want to see as a therapeutic.
0: So how would you explain the success of your approach?
1: That's a great question. Well, we've taken a look at our approach compared to what we would call the cut-and-paste approach, and we've performed side-by-side experiments, and we have compared those, and the results are very clear. Um, Our engineered bispecifics express better. They're more potent, and that leads to improved biological efficacy in vivo. But to explain why we've had so much success at Adamab, I believe it's because we're starting with quality antibodies, and we generate large bispecific libraries to identify constructs for which that quality is maintained. And, you know, creating novel methods to select and screen for developability properties, this encompasses properties that predict CMC profiles downstream. And this is really important and we do this in two different ways. First we initially incorporate these methods as we are interrogating the libraries so that we avoid individual bicep that don't express well or don't uh, possess the binding fidelity to the target or have poor affinities or have a propensity for aggregation. So this ensures that the output of our selections contains well-behaved bispecifics. Uh, The second stage is post-production for each bispecific clone, where we perform intensive characterization using orthogonal assays. And this will predict how the molecules behave downstream. So this data set gives us and our partners confidence that these optimized bispecifics don't require any additional engineering or tweaks. And these panels consist of leads that are ready for preclinical and cell
0: line development. That's outstanding. How do you determine optimal valency and affinity for different specificities built onto a single molecule?
1: Well, generally speaking, it's certainly difficult to predict what is optimal. And this really depends on the nature of the targets and the proposed targeting strategy. As each therapeutic program is different in nature, we provide multiple options that should encompass a broad scope of strategies. So this allows us to examine and find the best targeting strategy rather than just being fixed to one construct, a construct which may not offer the best targeting strategy. So we can tailor the affinity for each of these constructs using uh, flow cytometry and incorporating elegant strategies to produce an affinity range of biospecifics that are subsequently analyzed in vitro and in vivo. And as you can appreciate, you never really know the optimal molecule until you have it in your hand. And that's what we do very well at Atomab, providing a range of constructs that empower each therapeutic program to identify the best antibody-based therapeutic.
0: So looking ahead at the field, what are some of the most exciting applications emerging for bispecifics in which you can accomplish activities that are not possible with monospecifics or mixtures?
1: I believe directed therapies have certainly made the most progress in the clinic. T-cell engagers that can eradicate liquid tumors and produce immune responses that ablate tumor growth. Uh, It certainly will be interesting to see how this translates to solid tumors. Immunocytokines as well, activating the immune system to recognize tumors. Both of these are very intriguing approaches, as well as some other approaches, including small molecule delivery. Receptor cross-linking, investigating how bispecifics can be engineered to bring about novel engagement of, two targets or two targets on one epitope, potentially resulting in activity not observed with two antibodies. So that is an intriguing strategy as well. Outside of these approaches, I think it will be interesting to see how the mixture or antibody cocktail versus a bi-specific debate evolves. There are many different perspectives across the community, some derived from personal experience with therapeutic programs or interaction with drug regulators there's also yet to be a convergence for several aspects of this debate. So I don't think there's really a large enough data set compiled as of yet. But it certainly spells for exciting times ahead as we gain more clinical results from bispecifics in the clinic and those progressing from
0: preclinical. Well, it's a great time to be working in this area, and you're certainly one of the leaders in the field. Uh, again, looking at the field, there are a number of bispecific platforms currently under development. How do you see the field moving in coming years in terms of consolidation or further expansion of platform use?
1: Well, as you know, the idea behind bispecific antibodies stems from a naturally occurring phenomenon observed in the mid-60s. And while groups have attempted to imitate this type of approach, as a community, we have failed. So what we need is a streamlined approach to engineering bispecifics because all bispecifics require engineering and screening with throughputs that match the state-of-the-art for our field. So looking ahead to what will be novel for the bispecific field, I think developing bispecific platforms that potentially integrate high-throughput functional screening by combining different antibody populations to identify novel functionality of bispecifics. So here, looking for synergy rather than additivity in the high-throughput mode, looking for functionality that's not observed or anticipated with two antibodies. This is a very attractive approach, and it may uncover targeting strategies as well as unique by specifics that can only be identified from large diversities. This requires all platform elements to synergize, and that's certainly something that we work on every day in our laboratory.
0: Well, I think that's a really good point looking forward, and we can see where the field is headed. Robert, thank you for your time and insights today. That was Robert Mabry of Adamab. He'll be speaking at the Engineering Bispecific Antibodies track at the upcoming PEG Summit, taking place on May 8th and 9th in Boston, Mass. If you'd like to hear him in person, you can go to pegsummit.com for registration information and enter the key code PODCAST. I'm Christina Lingham. Thank you for listening.